Welcome to the Tribe Archipelago podcast. Interviews and inspiration for photographers. Whatever you're doing right now, whether it's editing your recent session, headed out for a shoot, or just hanging out at your favorite coffee spot, we're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us today. On behalf of Tribe Archipelago, I'm your host, Sean Morton. Today I will be speaking with Kevin Lowry. Kevin is a wedding and portrait photographer, originally from rural Georgia. He is also an educator, leading workshops including the Unraveled Retreat, the Everybody's Tour, and more. Our conversation today centers around his Skin Like Dawn project. Skin Like Dawn was a passion project of Kevin's focused around male nudes and the idea of vulnerability. His Skin Like Dawn project was an Instagram account with thousands of followers until it all got shut down. We'll discuss the impacts of this and about the importance of not relying on social media. It's a great conversation, and so without further ado, let's get started. So, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, So, there's a ton of stuff I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, I think... Uh, top of mind for me, well, it was the Skin Like Dawn project that you had, which is originally how I know you. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, you know, the fact that it got shut down on you uh, by Instagram. I, I know you wrote a blog about it, and, and, and I did read that. So I, I wanted to talk, or I wanted you to talk to us about that and sort of that whole experience of you know, like you, like you mentioned, having all your eggs in one basket and, mm-hmm. and then losing that. Right. So, yeah. you know, just as, you know, as photographers, we often, uh, we, we rely on these platforms that don't belong to us that we don't have any control over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just maybe you can talk about, you know, your experience and, and maybe, uh, give some, some advice and, and feedback on that. Of course, yeah. Well, um, just for uh, context, I uh, I started this uh, photography project called Skin Like Dawn Project, and um, it was uh, I mean it's male it was male nudes. Uh, the project was really all about um, uh, looking at men in a way that makes them or portraying men in a vulnerable way. Yeah. Uh, because my idea behind the project was that men don't really get to be vulnerable. That um, men in media, especially if they're portrayed nude or even a little bit nude, um, that like they have to just have this, uh, sort of they have to put this sort of like masculine armor on and it has to be all about aggression and sex and, Mm -hmm. um, and that it's almost sort of jarring to see a picture of a man naked, but in a vulnerable or even like feminine (gasps) gasp way. Um, and so, yeah, that's what, that's what my project was. And so it was a lot of imagery, uh, a lot of nudes and a lot of queer, a lot of imagery that, uh, a lot of queer imagery. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, uh, like I tried my best to like post things that would, um, not be too like explicit. I censored things all the time that I posted. Mm. Um, and, uh, usually the most that the most nudity they ever showed would be like, I might show like a silhouette of a butt or, you know, something like that. Like, but I really didn't like, there are a lot of accounts that show a lot more explicit nudity than I did. Sure. Um, but what I, um, 
But what happened to me one day is that, you know, I, uh, and actually the reason I started on Instagram, I should also talk about this too, because this actually kind of factors in why it kind of lived on Instagram. Um, when I first started Skin Like Dawn Project, I, I started it anonymously. I was really worried because just because male vulnerability is even still such a thing that people struggle with, it's almost taboo to some men. Um, I was really worried that people wouldn't get it, that they yep. wouldn't understand my work and that it would like, maybe if it were attached to my name, that it would hurt me, that people would, you know, so I actually started it anonymously and I just made this project, I made this Instagram called Skin Like Dawn Project and I didn't, it didn't have a name on it. It was just like, um, you know, in fact, my, uh, the models who would reach out to me, who'd want to photograph, be photographed by me, usually would not know what I looked like or who I was until we had the shoot. Oh, you right. know? And I would tell them that my name is Kevin and stuff. Right. But, um, it was really anonymous for two years. Hmm. Um, so because of that, um, I, that's kind of why I lived totally on Instagram and it wasn't like it didn't, it never really, it didn't really start until two years into it until it actually started having some momentum that I started talking about it on other social media platforms and I got a website for it. Um, so I really like developed this following on Instagram. I had almost 10,000 followers and it, but it was like a very active following every, um, had a huge number of my followers interact with me on a daily basis. And I sort of made like this community that I was really proud of and happy to have. Um, and that connected with my work. Um, and, uh, so yeah, you know, you know, cut, uh, to a few, uh, yeah, I guess it was a couple months ago, several, or actually a while ago, six, six months ago, maybe now, um, I woke up one morning and, uh, I tried to open up Instagram and it said like there was like an error trying to log in or something. Yeah. And so I went over, um, I actually couldn't log into any of my Instagram accounts from my phone. Um, the, I like tried to log into my wedding. I have an Instagram just for my weddings, uh, yeah. for wedding photos, tried to log into that and it wouldn't let me either. And I started panicking a little bit, like maybe something had happened. I always had heard, I had been hearing about Instagram accounts being shut down yes. um, because of nudity or whatever, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, and I was starting to panic thinking that my accounts had been shut down. Uh, well, so I started, so I went to my browser, my web browser, and I just typed in the, you know, Instagram.com slash, you know, skin like project. It was gone, uh, just gone. Like it would be like this profile does not exist. Yeah. Um, and uh, or it, it says it said what it says now. If you go look at it now, um, I went and checked my other accounts. They were all still there. But what I found is that Instagram not only not only did Instagram um, delete my profile, but they actually banned my IP from my like my phone's IP address. I could not actually log into Instagram. No account. I couldn't log. My friends couldn't log into wow. their accounts on my phone. Um, actually, in order to get Instagram back, I had to do a hard reset, like a like a re-image my phone, yeah. like set it factory reset, because that what that does is that uh, reassigns you a new IP address for your phone when you do that. Okay. Um, so I had to do like a factory reset on my phone so that Instagram would it, like they banned me like totally. Incredible. Uh, and so yeah, that was a really hard pill to swallow. Um, and yeah. I sort of like went into a little depression about it for a little while because. Um, Skin Like Dawn was sort of like, uh, for me, it was like the way that I, uh, it was my, the project that like fed me creatively, that was totally mine. It was kind of like my heart, my passion project for the last several years. And it just vanished like years and hours and lots and lots of work and tears and, um, it was just gone. And, um, it didn't really have another home. Like there's no other place to go find that work now. I mean, yeah. I have all those photos on my hard drives, but um, 
But there's no place now that people know. I lost all of those people that followed me and knew where they were. Like uh, a lot of them only knew Skin Like Dawn Project. They didn't know my name, even though since you know since coming, I guess coming out with uh, who I was and when I went public with it, you know, I put my name on the profile and everything. But people probably didn't remember that and. I still have people, you know, it's like, actually, it's it's almost, it's more like eight months now, but I still have people who will randomly message me and be like, oh, are you the guy who did Skin Like Down Project? Wow. This is my other accounts. And I'll be like, yeah. And they're like, what happened? Like, it just vanished. Yeah. So um, I learned, I learned some big lessons from this. Um, and I think that the first, the first is um, what I really talk about in that blog post that I wrote about it is not putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, because... We, um, and it really actually just sort of, um, it sort of helped me change the way that I really even look at social media platforms now. It sort of like changed my whole outlook on it. Um, you, that's the, what you said really about it was perfect is that we all rely on platforms that we don't own. Totally. Uh, and, uh, and that really is it, you know, that we have to like, Instagram is amazing for us photographers because it's like almost like a free, like, uh, advertising platform for us that gets us a lot of reach. It got me certainly a lot of reach and, um, it got me a ton of opportunities, um, um, from it. But, uh, th that's the first thing to remember when you're out there and you're putting your work out is that you don't own this place that you're putting and that it can go away in a minute. And I feel like a lot of us know, like, um, we know logically that this could all go away, that some, <laughs> some crazy thing could happen and Facebook could just go away. Yeah. Right. Um, or it could change or it could change in a way that we could no longer use it the way we're using it now. Right. Um, and we know that in our heads, but like for the most part, we all, I feel like collectively we photographers, we just all just kind of keep doing what we're doing and just hope that doesn't happen. Right. Totally. Um, and uh, until it does happen to you and then you realize like, Oh, I don't have like, uh, I don't have a plan B. <laughs> I don't have a parachute, and yeah. I'm jump. I'm now been pushed out of the plane, right? Yeah. Um. So, anyway, all that really is to say is that I had a really hard lesson uh, to learn, and I kind of had to start over um, with building that. I actually didn't start a new skin light on Instagram because uh, I don't really know now. Now that that's happened to me, I don't know if I want that to be a, its home anymore. I don't know where. And so I'm actually yeah. You you don't want to take that risk. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on a my. Uh, my assistant team and I are working on a new website um, that will house that will be the new home of Instagram or the, the new home of uh, sorry project yeah. now. Um, but yeah, the biggest lesson that people can learn from what happened to me is um, I think that everyone you should all go look at your social media platforms and really take an inventory into how much of your business you're getting from that. Um, and, and you're taking inventory of all of the benefits that you're getting from those platforms. Um, for me, it was, uh, it was community. It was, uh, of course I was, that's how I found most all my models. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how, um, and things like that. And, um, it, when you, when you realize all the things that you're getting from it, then you need to make a plan B for how you would continue to survive getting all those things that your business needs. Um, if you lost that yeah. and that really is just like, I feel like that's just a smart thing to do no matter what kind of business you're running, but especially us photographers, you know, Instagram can change. Um, Facebook can change and change their policies and change their terms and such that, you know, the new algorithm could roll out tonight that would instantly hurt us all and, and impede on our ability to use these platforms as advertising. 
devices, you know, and um, I just think it's really important that we don't rely on something that is not looking out for us. They're looking out for them, and that's fine because they own their own platforms. Yeah. But uh, we should not put all of our faith in, in someone who uh, is not looking out for us in order to uh, continue maintaining our business. So for me in the future, uh, what one of the things I also recommended is making sure that you're figuring out a way to make all of your followers that you get on Instagram or Facebook, um, those folks, like getting them somewhere else, like as well, like uh, maybe you develop, a, I've been really uh, building up my, um, I've been building up a, a web, like an email list yeah. uh, and starting a newsletter. Uh, so that's a, that's a way that I'm trying to like get all these people. Like when I find them on Instagram or I find them on Facebook or in my Facebook group, um, I try to like, like now, okay, now that I have them, I'm going to, I need to get their name and email address so that I can, can, I can take them with me now. If I ever leave or if I go to a new platform, if like the new Facebook or the new Instagram comes out tomorrow, that's the new hot thing. How are you going to take all of your followers and your group of people with you to that new place? Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important that you figure out a way to like, how do you grab that core community of people that find you and that you need for your business on social media platforms? And how do you like, how do you, um, keep them with you if you have to move or if something happens or, uh, um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I think that's really the biggest takeaway, um, from what happened to me. Um, but also it's just like, it's, uh, it's a really, uh, tough Thing. I feel like I also like had the mindset like I had made like I had curated this Instagram right for like yeah. years to me it was almost like people come to my Instagram page and you're stepping into my art gallery right like this is my whole life's work all right and I think that we also need to work on just changing our mindset a little bit about these social media things like we can't like for me like when someone wanted to talk to me about, in, about my skin light dawn project i would just pull up my instagram yeah. and show them i'll be like still you know step into my office here's my instagram yeah. you know but um the but the problem with that like i said is that um we are uh it's almost like you you put in so much effort and time and work in something that is uh, that doesn't owe me anything. Yeah. Um, and like I said, could just easily like I can't. I don't even really want to know the amount of hours that I put into that Instagram account that are now gone. Oh, so yeah. I think it's really important to try to uh, like really um, reshift what you the way we think about social media. Um, my friend Terry, who's also a um, uh, boudoir photographer and she's an amazing educator. She talks all the time about, um, about social media and how like when we have a free tool like Facebook or Instagram that like we can, we should look at that. as like, that's a tool that is cool that I have right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that we should not take for granted or even that we should even see, we should not even assume that we will ever have them for very long at all. Um, it, you know, I feel like, uh, especially if, photographers are going to be listening to this then they all know they see like i see constantly in facebook groups like people like you know um complaining about facebook's algorithm or oh, yeah. instagram's algorithm and it's mad at me because the new, one of the things i was reading about last night is like i and i have one for my wedding account the a link tree i don't know if you're familiar yep. with that yeah i've got um, that on mine too apparently yeah. that's not a good thing to use anymore that oh. they that Instagram is realizing that people are getting around their one link deal. And so they'll right. mark your page spam. Um, and so people are just mad about that. 
And the thing is, is like you can't even be mad about it. Like they they're just doing their thing, you know, and um, and they don't owe us a free marketing platform, you know, to make money for to make us money, you yeah. know. So um, yeah, I think that we just need to reevaluate the way that we interact with these social media platforms and and really see them just for what they are, like as a tool, like a marketing tool, like any anything else that we use um, in our businesses. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough tough lesson that you had to go through especially for something that you know like you said was was your heart and soul that was your passion project you know it's uh it was a tough one and uh you know you alluded to you know there's some pages uh instagram accounts that are you know have much more explicit imagery and you know it's, it's definitely some double standards totally i mean i've heard all kinds of stuff i don't really know what is true because i don't like i said i don't work at Instagram. I don't know anyone who works at Instagram, but I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So you just don't know, man. I, I'm sure with your experience with that, it was probably impossible to get an answer or to, you know, to talk to somebody no on answer. Instagram. Uh, okay. Yeah. I emailed about it and they were just like, um, your account accounts may be removed. At, like the response I got was that, like accounts may be removed at any time if yeah. they breach our terms of service or something like something like that. It was short, you yeah. know, whatever. So I emailed back and I was like, no, but specifically, like I would really like to understand. Blah, 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 blah. Never heard. I emailed. I must have emailed ten times and yeah. never heard back because um, yeah. it's like they just don't actually have a customer service department. No. Like it's like an automated email yeah. is what they is what their customer service is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a. Uh, it's tough. And also too, like, um, like if it had been my wedding Instagram that got removed, like really that would not have been the end of the day for me. I would have made a new one. Yeah. Um, I have my wedding website, you right. know, I have a whole sort of like, you know, I have my blog, I have a whole way. And I, I feel like I've done this a lot better. This, uh, this with my wedding business. Um, because I, from the very beginning, I, uh, I knew that my wedding business needed to be vast reaching in all places. So yeah. my wedding business has a pretty good following on Facebook. I have really great, uh, my SEO and Google, uh, Google game is really good. Um, yeah. I put a lot of work into that, um, and I actually most of my uh, traffic on my website comes from Google, not from social media, right. and that's by design. Uh, I didn't want it all to be coming from. So, like when I get you know an inquiry or someone, and they come, they came to me from Instagram, then that's a bonus. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't have been nearly as debilitating to me if it had been my wedding Instagram. Um, but what I had not done with my Skin Like Dawn project is I had not done what I had done with my wedding Instagram by, or my wedding business by really just sort of helping myself. Like, like really what I wish that I had done now in hindsight is I wish that my skin like Dawn project had had a website on yeah. had had its own home online yeah. and that the Instagram would just be like an extra shoot off of that, you yeah. know? Um, but I, I know a lot of photographers and like it, listen, if you're one of the, if you're, if you're listening now and you're a photographer, like who is in this boat, um, then, Listen, listen here and learn from me. But I hear a lot of photographers who say things like, oh, I never blog or I never update my website. Most of all my clients come from Facebook. I get all my clients in my Facebook boudoir group, yeah. you know, things like that. I never like this is right now is the time for you to really be like reevaluating your strategies um, and thinking about what you're going to do if you know, what happens, I know a lot of boudoir photographers use those Facebook groups, those yeah. VIP Facebook groups, and it seems like Facebook seems now is like figuring that out and cutting and like oh, yeah. really like cracking down on them. Yep. So um, I think it would be really important to us all if we, uh, and just, you know, it, it would make good sense to make sure that your business is um, 
you know, it's a little more bulletproof than some algorithm than you know than yeah. some what what some algorithm on Instagram can do. You know, if an algorithm change in Instagram could decimate your business, then that means you really really should be using other tools to market as well. For sure, yeah. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that too because you also do. I, I mean, I've I've looked through your website. You do quite a bit of blogging and uh, uh, not just personal work, but blogging for photographers you know uh like mm. you've got a blog post about blogging and uh mm -hmm. you actually had one recently that i was like it was like for me it was like a real aha moment it was the one about using gifts uh on your oh, website yeah. which i thought was totally cool totally. and i never thought yeah. about that before so here's the deal i'll like give you my little spiel on blogging um, sure. i like to teach about blogging i yep. love blogging because and, and honestly i really wish i'd blogged about skin like time project yeah. more like that's Truly, that is truly my biggest regret of the whole Skin Like Dawn project is that I not blogged more because um, I feel like there's so many photographers who don't blog. And um, when you, I think about blogging, it's like, you know how like people used to put out, I guess they still do, but I don't get an actual physical newspaper anymore. But you know how like you used to take like advertisements in, mm -hmm. in the newspaper? Um, and that's how like, you know, when like you think about like old old times right <laughs> like people would take out advertisements in the newspaper for yes. like jobs or for whatever um when you make a blog post it's like you're taking out a full page um advertisement like online yeah and um if you're smart about it then the way that you, if you're smart about the way that you you structure it and the way that you use keywords in your yeah. blog posts then um google will see that advertisement and be like hey this is really relevant content because there's a lot of people out there who want to buy this. And then here's a guy who's offering this. Yeah. So um, you can actually like blogging for me. I blog about everything. I've blogged about blogging. Like yeah. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I discover something that I like or something new or some whatever, I write a little blog post about it um, because – um, there are so many, there are so many good reasons that traffic from that blog post could help my business. Um, so, um, like my, for instance, my wedding clients, I, I do this all over my wedding. If you guys want to check it out, my blog is at kevinlarry.com if I can do a shameless plug. Of course. Um, but, uh, the, my wedding clients really love that I teach other photographers, other photographers who come to my website for educational content, just drive up my Google score. Yeah. Um, so the, the more, um, the more I'm blogging and the more that I'm getting content, the, the higher up I'm getting in that, uh, in my Google search, uh, Google search pages. So it's really like, a, there's like not a reason, there's no reason not to blog. And there's so many pe people who just, I feel like they almost think it's like this, some sort of like, um, this like mystical thing. Like they don't know what to say or they don't feel like they're interesting enough or whatever. Right. Like, I'm really not that interested. Interesting. I like I'm a dad. I tell lame dad jokes. <laughs> I like to take pictures of people. I'm like a kind of a sap. I like rom coms. I'm yeah. not like there's nothing there's nothing about me that's like super interesting. Um, but uh, I'm clever about blogging. And what it does is it's like blogging um, has like really changed my whole business. And now because of my blog game, I know that if anything, if my, if my Facebook went down or my Instagram went down, my business wouldn't even take a hit from it. Yeah. Um, because I, uh, I'm real clever about the way that I use blogs. So you should definitely all be blogging. Yeah. It, it, it's a long game too, right? So you can create content yeah. today. That's just going to pay off, you know, dividends mm -hmm. down the road. And the more you have totally. out there, the, the more, you know, sort of, uh, fingers you've got out that's going to pull people into your to your website so yeah i'm i'm with you yeah you know you, the the point about blogging is that you just want to have consistent 
good content. Yeah. So, like, I feel like people put a lot of pressure on themselves to make, like, epic blog posts yeah. that make people cry and make people laugh. And, yeah. and that's really not it is. All my blog posts are really formulas. Like, yeah. they are, um, you know, I know what I want to say and I know what scores well on Google. And so I fit it, what I want to say, into a formula. And yeah. that works. Talk to me a little bit. Uh, I, I just want to go over maybe one more thing and, and a little bit about the some of the workshops that you're doing these days because uh, I know you're doing a bunch of different stuff. Uh, yeah. So let us know what you're up to on that front. So I um, – well, I'm, I've been doing – well, first I'll talk about just me personally. Um, I've been doing a lot more uh, online teaching lately. Um, I'm okay. actually coming out with some courses on my website. Cool. Uh, I actually already have a couple of small little ditties. I have a how to make a gift class cool. uh, on my website. So you can go to my website and uh, my forfeit IRS page on my website. And there's a link to – you can actually buy – I think it's – I just have a little class that's short um, about how to make gifts. Um cool which are great. And we talk about, I talk about why those are great. Um, but, um, then, um, so I'm doing stuff on my personal website. So watch out for that. And I'll write blog posts about when I come up with new stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, uh, workshops that I'm teaching in, I have, um, uh, I have my next thing I'm doing is I'm doing a shootout with Terry Hofford at, uh, in Vegas for WPPI. That's nice. soon in a couple of weeks. Um, but that one sold out, but I've also, uh, now I'm doing a shootout also for, um, do more, just me by myself, um, for do more photographers, that group, um, yep. they're hosting a shootout that same week in Vegas and it's on the 25th, I think, of February. And, um, you can actually find information about that and the do more website. So I think it's like do more photographers.com. Right. If you yep. go to the storefront, you can see, um, the shootout page for that. If you'd like to sign up for that, um, Terry Hoffman and I were teaming up. We've taught a lot of workshops. We we uh, we teach this uh, workshop series called the Everybody's uh, Education Workshops, Everybody's Workshops. Um, and our goal together is really about normalizing all bodies, not just fat bodies, but thin straight bodies and uh, curvy bodies and, you know, apple-shaped bodies and all kinds of bodies, um, old bodies and young bodies. Um, and our, and and so when you come to one of our workshops, then we try really hard to have lots of bodies that are not represented. Our most recent one um, was in Dallas, and we teamed up with Tony Black, who teaches a lot about black women and photographing black women. Cool. So we ended up having a lot of, um, of African-American women as models and uh, of all kinds of sizes. And so we we really try to um, we try to look at um, like what people are missing, and really people are missing all kinds of bodies except for white women, right? And, right. and at least in our photography, it's like most most all we see is white women, even though even if someone's uh, portfolio is like body positive and, and showcases um, um, all body sizes. Really, it's like you. We there's a there's a huge deficit in people of color and queer folks and um, and especially in men. So um, we're, we're teaming up when we do that. So our next workshop is our workshop series, I guess, is we're doing a West Coast tour. Cool. Um, and that's going to be the first two weeks of April. We still have seats available in a couple of the workshops. We're doing workshops in Seattle, uh, Portland, uh, San Francisco, and um, – a shootout in Big Sur. So those uh, that Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco, they're one-day workshops. And you get us both. It'll be uh, lectures from both of us and then um, a male model and a, and a female model. And uh, and so, yeah, you get to do that. So if you go to – that's everybodyseducation.com to cool. find that uh, website or find that uh, workshop, uh, those workshop information. Nice. 
Yeah. Ooh, and oh, also, I'm teaching at Do More Camp as well uh, this summer. Yes. In uh, June, so I'm teaching, and I'm teaching on that. I'm teaching about male boudoir skinlight dawn project, and I'm also teaching about working with LGBTQ couples yep. uh, for couples boudoir. So I'll have I already have this really adorable gay couple um, that I think you helped hook up for That's me, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was totally <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to be great, and. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, I have big plans for them. And so I'm I'm doing two actually two workshop classes on working with LGBTQ LGBTQ couples, um, and one male boudoir class. And I, I I still have spots in those classes as well if uh, folks are interested to sign up. That sounds amazing. Like you're all over the place. The West Coast tour. I'm I'm a little jealous. I actually decided that after Camp Dumore, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from teaching um, because I just really need to kind of get my bearings and yeah. uh, and spend some time just with myself, uh, not teaching, but I can like keep creating um but yeah so i'm telling people like listen if you want to get in uh and and uh, hear my spiel then uh, get it while you can because i'm not really man my next teaching is going to be after that cool amazing well listen uh kevin this was amazing i think uh you, you know you shared some really really cool insights for everyone today and uh we're so happy we could uh uh get you to take some time for us while you're while you're on the road and uh and talk to us uh, about uh, the issues around putting all your eggs in one basket on social media and and uh blogging and and so many uh so many important topics so anyway thank you again for uh taking the time and it was a, a real pleasure talking to you yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe and let us know what you love about the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to find out more about Kevin Lowry, please check out the links in the show notes at tribearchipelago.com slash podcasts. Thanks again. Happy editing. Until next time.